0: and welcome to Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Danielle Lappoyne and my co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith and we are here today with William Fears. How are you doing this morning, William?
1: Good, good. How are you?
0: Great, great. Um, we're very happy that you're here. We had to reschedule this a couple of times so we're finally, uh, you know, getting getting to hear your story and that's something I'm really excited about. But um, before I kick it over to Dustin, I just wanted to Thank our sponsor, Ticket Spigot. Um, they make all of our episodes possible, so thank you, Ticket Spigot, and Dustin. How are you doing over there today?
2: Man, I am awesome. It's a winter wonderland here in Greenwood, Arkansas. <laughs> We've had a battle with Mother Nature, and it's been a battle to try to get this this episode recorded. But Mother Nature doesn't win this time. I'm <laughs> I'm honored that we get to have Coach. William Nicole Fears on here with us um, <laughs> as we have this uh, episode and, and Will and I have become really good buddies. We talk almost every day uh, via text, if nothing else. Um, Will, Will's an athletic director in, in Oklahoma. And we'll talk about exactly where, uh, but more importantly, I've gotten to, to uh, spend some time with Will, a lot of conversation about a lot of different things in our profession. Um, Will, little known fact came through clutch for one of our previous guests and Doug Kilgore at the Oklahoma AD conference one year, Doug and I were there to teach uh, and present and Doug was battling the elements. I guess we could say he was frigid in some of those rooms. The AC worked really well and Doug was without a coat uh, and Will was driving back and forth from his home and he brought Doug a coat for the second day of that conference. So, Will came in clutch for Doug, and I know Doug was appreciative of that. But more importantly, Doug, or Will and I become good friends um, and spend a lot of time discussing a lot of a variety of things. And for some reason, he calls me and asks for my advice. it's um, a mistake. So you, can, you can question whether or not he is, uh, <laughs> he's got any credibility with his being an athletic administrator. You can blame me, whatever you want to do. Um, but, man, Will, I'm excited to have you on here. We've talked about this for a while, and I'm glad to get you on
1: here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm like I, I, the guests that have come before me is honored to be on here, and you know a lot of those are athletic directors I look up to, and so this is a, a great privilege and an honor to get on here and hang out with you guys.
2: Notice he said guests, not hosts, Danielle. He said the guests that have been on <laughs> here previously. He's honored you, to be on here with.
0: After hearing what you just said and calling him Nicole, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Not even he to call him
2: out about good. that.
0: Mm
3: -hmm, Full disclosure, mm
2: -hmm. that was his name and his handle when he logged on to the to the website or to the Mm -hmm. Zoom. So, Will, let's talk about that a little bit, because I know you'll talk about Nicole and and your kids. But let's talk about what makes Will Will outside of being an athletic administrator. Tell us what the resume doesn't tell us.
1: Yeah. So um, originally from Oklahoma, I grew up um, and there was a few things in my life that were always constant. It was it was my it was sports. And it was my faith and family. And so, um, you know, I knew I always wanted to do something that had to do with sports. My, my dad used to joke that if turtles were racing on TV, I would have it on TV and watching it because I just loved the competition, I loved sports. Um, I never, I, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I got into uh, professional sports. I worked for the Minnesota Twins. I worked for some minor league teams. I worked for some colleges um, doing ticket sales. Um, it was kind of my goal to work in that world, but I realized that I had a a greater calling, a greater purpose. It was a very ticket sales. It was very, you know, like what, what have you done for me recently? How much have you sold? And that, that wasn't, that wasn't who I was. I was in a, Place where I wanted to give back, I wanted to serve, I wanted to be involved with kids. And my wife is a teacher, Nicole. The before I mentioned Nicole. <laughs> she's a she's a teacher. Um, well she's doing? First grade now. And so, um, I I thought about it. You know, my my dad's side had been teachers. Um, and so I was like, maybe this is something I wanted to do. And so I went and interviewed with a uh, a principal, and, and he offered me. He said, you know, I wanted to coach football originally and, but they were actually doing away with the program at that time. And he was like, I have a junior high baseball job. And I was like, I don't know anything about coaching. I played baseball my entire life, but I don't know anything. I was like, this, this will be fine. This will be easy. And so I got into it. I was t- teaching sixth grade, um, coaching baseball and, and the rest is history. And so um, I, I'm all about, you know, the school I'm at is a very family oriented and, and so family is incredibly important to me. Um, like you mentioned, I have two girls, Rosalie and Reese. And then, um, my youngest is nine months old Rigsby. Um, he's my, the boy of the family. And so I'm excited that we have a boy now. And, um, you know, if I'm not up at the school, I'm usually hanging out with them. They keep me busy. And so, um that's that's really me in a nutshell. Um if it's not school, it's family and it's not that, you know, I'm involved do a lot with my church, um and men's group of my church and involved in any way I can with them as well. So
2: now I'm just gonna say this. I am highly disappointed right now, Will. Uh not one mention of our beloved Oklahoma State Cowboys came from <laughs> your mouth. And I know you're an avid Oklahoma State Cowboys fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, you know they—they. They, I guess we did just beat Oklahoma recently, and so that—that's a good thing. But you know, they—they they, rub me wrong a lot these days. So I try to, you know, they're, It's like that, you know, the cousin that you love, but you just don't want to talk about. You know, they're there, and you know, you support them, and but man, they drive you crazy. How? Yeah, it's there. a love hate relationship. I guess yeah. that's
0: how I feel about Dustin.
1: Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. This- okay that's how we're yeah. doing today i'm ready, I'm ready. I'm,
0: I'm it was too this. easy i felt like it was just lobbed to me so i just I he was like,
2: uh, <laughs> Well let's talk about we talk about your family we talk about your faith we talk about where you're at but let's dive into where you're at exactly so people know and can paint on a map in oklahoma where you serve as athletic administrator
1: yep so i'm at santa fe south schools in oklahoma city oklahoma so basically right dab smack dab in the middle of the state um it's a crazy area because um, a lot of, you know, state U.S. highways run right through Oklahoma. So you can pretty much get from L.A. to D.C. running through Oklahoma, I-40 and I-35, kind of a crossroads right in the middle of the United States. So so let me
2: ask you this question. Just for our people that struggle with time zones, what time zone would that be in?
1: Uh, that would be the uh, central time zone. Okay. Did you did you get that, Daniel? No, that Just was not directed towards
0: that. me. No, I don't. I don't have any issues. I had an issue with Arizona. It was one time and that was an exception.
2: Oklahoma's fine for me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't about bashing Danielle. Um, this is about talking with Will. And for some reason, um, Will, Will, I say, can't say for some reason, Will's gotten involved at the state and national level. He's he's serving on national committee. Um, is that awards? Is that what you're serving on? Yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: yeah serving on awards and, I mean that's how big time Will is. I go to the Hall of Fame banquet, and I go there because there's there's people getting awards that I want to say, hey, I'm, I'm 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 glad I know you. You've been important. You've impacted me. And I look up on the stage, and there's Will. Will is front and center on every shot because I mean that's just how big time Will is. And I I'm just I guess I failed to realize that, so I need to apologize now, Will for for failing to recognize. Your level of importance in the NIAAA? Listen,
1: Listen, uh, like you always tell me, it's about our serve, and so I, I get to help the absolute giants in the Hall of Fame in our AD world walk up and down the stairs, make sure I don't drop them, and and that's that's <laughs> that's why they pay us the you know pay us the big bucks, don't, so that way we don't <laughs> drop these Hall of Famers as they walk up and down the stairs and the receiver award. have you ever
2: thought about going up and just taking the award for them
1: you know i think you know as an ad i don't think they'd let me you know even the older ones they're they're like no i'm I'm doing this i'm walking up these stairs it's it's important to me so
2: would you have done it if doug doug kilgore if you were there would you have just said hey i got you a jacket you owe me so i'll just take this award for you that's right
1: i'll take it for
2: you uh i can't we got we got mutual friends and previous guests that he's mentioned, Jason color's is a good friend of, of Will's as well. Um, Culler is larger than life. Um, uh, and he is that way constantly. Uh, he is, he's something Emily Barkley. I mean, there, we can go down the list of people who've been on the show that, that Will has a connection to and Will serves with and gets that opportunity to serve with. And, and I've been impressed with the way Will's just jumped in, serving at whatever way he can do it at the state level. And, and the national level, Will's Will's willing to do that. So I commend you for that, Will. I appreciate that. And I know how busy your life is, whether that's a bus driver or a coach or whatever it may be, dad, husband, whatever that responsibility is. But I I appreciate you taking this time, jumping on with us. And, man, I'm looking forward to hearing some stories because I know – I know that the discussions we've had, and Danielle doesn't get – she's not privy to those everyday conversations. But you told me, and I quote – man I've had a few years' worth of stories that have happened in three weeks, so I'm looking forward to hearing the stories that you've experienced it yeah it's uh that's
0: promising
1: for us that's very we, promising we don't have, not so, have so much for him
0: me. as an a d but for <laughs> us that's promising
1: <laughs> right right so but he, yeah i'm I'm excited to be here and hopefully. Well, and let's I'd
0: hear them. Sure. Don't, 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 you know, make me wait anymore. I want to hear them.
1: <laughs> well, um, okay. So the first one that I wanted to lay out. So um, I'm, so this is, so last year I was able to take on a position well, I was finally in charge. I was finally in charge of my own athletic department. I had served under some people for a few years and in last year I was I, I was the guy, you know, I was in charge of the athletics department. I was like, all right, here we go. Let's do this. Um, so I had inherited my staff, and um, we had a coach who um, was a lay coach, which, Danielle, I don't know if you know that means they don't work in the building. I don't know if you know. <laughs> off campus. I call
3: them oh,
1: yeah. off campus coaches. Yeah, that one. There we go. What did
0: you call, what did you call it?
1: We call them lay coaches.
0: I have not heard of that is it, before. Is that
1: what you call it, Dustin? Do you call it? That's what coach? I call
2: it. That's what yeah. everybody in the world calls it except people in Florida, apparently.
1: Come on, man.
3: Off-campus Anyways, coach. Anyways,
1: any off-campus coach. So there mm-hmm. there we go. Um, so he, he was one of my coaches, and, and I had never met him before because his season was later on. Um, and, you know, there just hadn't been the opportunity to meet him. And, and one night um, – you know this is before i discovered what sleep mode was in my phone which i'm i wish i should have learned about that a long time ago
3: but um,
1: <laughs> i i we're about to you know I'm about to go to bed and my phone's ringing and i and it's this coach and i'm like what and I was like it's 10:30 at night why why is he calling me i i, I don't understand this and i was like you know i'm i'm going to let it go to voicemail like i'll call him tomorrow it's not big a big deal well, I go in the other room. I come back, and it's ringing again. And I'm like, "Man!" And I ask my wife, "I'm like, should I answer this? Like, I don't, you know, if I answer this, he's gonna think he can call me anytime, you know? What should I do here?" And so I answer it. He's like, "Coach." He's like, "You know, I'm I'm at this little league game, and I'm coaching, and this parent just jumps me in the parking lot, and I'm like." <sighs> what like what? what is like it? What, what like jumps what, like fights
2: or just like, jumps? Like, yes like arguments. fights
1: like fights um you, you know they were out in the parking and i was like okay, okay tell me a story and, and the story was you know, they, he calls you though, not the police. He calls you. Correct, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. First of all, nice to meet you. You know, my name is Coach Fears. Uh, um, I'm I'm your new athletic director. You know. So wait, uh, wait,
0: you've never even met this person before. I've never at met all? him. Never
1: talked to him on the phone. Maybe, maybe an maybe an email. Um, it, it was it was very brand new. Um, <laughs> conversation. And so I'm like, what What is this? And he's like, Yeah. And so I guess they were had a game and he was coaching and it got heated and the referees called it. And so they, they left and and a parent didn't like some things that he had said. Um, and so the parent came and attacked him and he's like, I, he's like, coach, I, di- I didn't swing on him. I didn't punch on him, but you know, I had to defend myself. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like hey. I, I've never had to deal with this kind I'm like, what do I do? And so I'm, you know, I'm shooting texts out and here and there and, you know, in the end, it ended up being okay because, you know, none of our students were involved and, and nothing, you know, nothing, it didn't get as bad as it could have. Uh, parents got in the middle and separated them. But man, I'm going to tell you, that was a eye opening um, experience to this, this new job that I had inherited. And so um I, I, I didn't even really know what the takeaway was from that. I, I was kind of like, "Well, do I do I have to keep my phone on all night because I'm like, who knows what's going to happen, or do I utilize this very exciting thing called sleep mode where people don't have they don't have access to me after certain hours?" But um, I'll tell you, that was that was just kind of um, I don't even know, like a. a a foreshadow of what was going to happen the rest of the year It was a crazy year last year, but that was I, a very, very exciting I, event.
0: <laughs> I think there's a lot that you could take away from this. I mean, just, just, this is a perfect example of like, once again, we've said this before, but like why we started this, this whole podcast is because being getting called late at night was something I re- remember happening all the time <laughs> and to have the others, you never knew what you were going to get. Right. That was always my fear. Whenever my phone rang, later that was always my fear is like they're only calling me this late if it's not good no one calls me that late (laughs) like you know um so so I think that you need to be prepared for those type of phone calls but what they're gonna say like I just got jumped in the parking lot isn't something that you're going to be prepared for um no matter I mean yeah, that especially not even knowing them. I don't even know how I would have handled that situation when I don't even. It's different if it's a coach you like, have a relationship with, and they're like, "This just happened. I'm giving you a heads up. Like, do you have any advice?" Blah blah. blah. But instead, you're like, "What? Who are you? I've never met you." <laughs> like,
3: right, it,
1: and he and he was terrified because he had just taken. He was a new coach that year, he's like, "I had just taken this job," and he's like, "I, you know, it's kind of a." In 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 his that part of Oklahoma City, it's a very prestigious school. Um, and so, like, he's very worried that he's going to be on the news. And, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And he's freaking out. And I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know what to do either. Like, let me see if I can figure this <laughs> out. You know, let me let me text somebody. or Let me call somebody and see what's going on. And, and luckily, we got it all worked out and everything was OK. But
0: did the police was, ever get
1: involved? They, no, they did not. Thank goodness.
2: So let me ask, let me ask a couple of what I think are obvious questions from my viewpoint. Uh Um, Here we go. (laughs) One, when that conversation happens and you, you, you admitted that you didn't know and you're just like, okay, okay. But one, how do you get your phone number to begin with?
1: That's a great question. That is, I'm sure. I, I honestly have no idea. I, I, I ask that question all the time when people call me. I'm like, how did I never gave you my phone number? How do you have my phone number? So I'm sure somebody shared it with them. So he got
2: your number. So did it? Did caller ID say it, or was it just a phone ringing? Did you? Did it was you just know a was phone his ringing.
1: Number? Yeah, it was just a phone ringing.
2: Oh, see, I've got a life philosophy. If you don't, know, if your name's not attached, I usually don't answer. That's why I got that's, voicemail. That's
0: I, valid, but but once he called multiple times though, right? Which that, that's, question. that's what got me. Yeah.
1: right. You know, the first mm-hmm. time you're like, yeah, it's fine, but it just kept going over and over again. I was like, okay, this is probably somebody I need to answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, I can't wait to hear your other questions, though, Dustin. That was well, a good one. I'm going to give you okay, that.
2: Okay, so that's the first question. Uh huh. The second question I have is, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, and you said this is a lay coach, right? Right. Right. Did the coach get laid out? Like, was he? Was he knocked down? Was he?
0: <laughs> there it is. That's what I was afraid of, right there.
1: <laughs> I, I, no, no. He, luckily, I think it was just, you know, it was like pushing and shoving, and and nothing like too violent happened, and so,
2: so like what we see in NBA games when they all get off the bench and they just right, right. Hey, so this was <laughs> right?
0: This this was a uh, visiting parent.
1: Well, no. So I, I'm not. I, I assume so. I, I don't remember exactly because it was like a like a little league style like event. So it wasn't like so the a game was had
0: nothing to do with like. Well, I see what you're saying. So the game had nothing to do with your actual school. It wasn't your game. It was right, 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 right. He did he did this on the side. But right. he didn't want it to affect his job. I see. I, oh, exactly. that's even worse. That whole situation's even worse now. Now you're getting <laughs> called, and it has nothing. I thought maybe. Okay, no. Yeah.
2: So so <laughs> so, can I ask my third question now? Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so you said you asked your wife. Should I even answer this? And I'm, I'm just wondering what was that conversation like when you got off the phone. Multiple times. What was that conversation like with your wife?
1: Well, see, she's a lot smarter than I am, and and so like I wouldn't be able to do this job without her. But she was like, "Well, I'm glad you answered it," but then she was like, "All right, are everybody going to just start calling you at night now?" Like, <laughs> she's more worried about you know I'm going to have be answering the phone all hours of the night, and I'm like, "Well, maybe so. I, I, maybe that's what I got signed up for." Which <laughs> you never know. I mean, there's when I was at the collegiate level, I used to tell
2: my coaches, hey, I, I can't help you if I don't know about it. So mm-hmm. don't let me read about it in the newspaper. Don't let me watch it on the news. If something goes down, call me. And and sometimes that was tough, getting a phone call at 2 in the morning, and then I got to call my boss and say, oh, okay, this is about to happen. Um, right. So, I mean, I understand that process of just trying to have that conversation. Um, is that is said coach still employed? He is. He oh. is. So yeah. It didn't, impact, it didn't impact his job. Mm-mm. Okay. He was oh, attacked.
0: I mean, he was attacked yeah. in a parking lot. He it's not like he was the instigator. This this poor man's doing like an umpire side gig and gets beat. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, it, it is, was. Uh, he <laughs> got actually, shoved. Got pushed right. around uh, a little. It wasn't a full fledged Donnie Brook. Uh, jump was, like, was the word. He's, he's a pretty <laughs> tall
1: individual, so I think it would take a take a pretty hefty individual to take him down. So still no it's it's been crazy because i mean even since then i've had to there's been issues that have popped up in the middle of the night where you know my phone does ring and i have to go like for instance a bus broke down one time and i had to go get a mm-hmm. bunch of kids and so it's definitely something i've had that happen too and it's not sure.
0: a, yeah those are not fun calls to answer i've had the same situation where there was a something was broke down the side of the road and you're like well here i go right mm-hmm. yeah you have to be ready for the, those weird late night phone calls. It' not fun by any means, but they are going to happen. And in, in, as an athletic director for sure. Right. Wait, yeah. so you said that this was foreshadowing though. Like, so what happened after that?
1: Well, it, I, it was just a crazy year. I'll just say that a lot of, <laughs> a lot of crazy events happened. Um, um, coaches and administrators and, I'll just say that the good Lord opened up my current job, which was coming back to where I was coaching at now, and so I'm glad that that happened and moved on to a better situation. We'll just put it that way. We we had numerous
2: conversations last year. We'll just go ahead and yes. fire that out there. Yes, definitely. So the, I I know um I, I know the I don't want to say the struggles um because I don't think that's an accurate word, but I know the the situations that will had to deal with um and it, it was i was told when i became an athletic director to at the collegiate level that this job will add five years to your life every year and i was like "Ain't hey, no way i mean i'm ready for this but the amount of stress and stuff that it, the toll that it takes on you from the hours and the time and just some of the stuff you got to deal with like lay coaches calling you about a you won't even your coach representing you at that time. <laughs> just right. calling you at 10:30 at night. I mean stuff that just happens that you have to deal with. This job will will age you quickly.
1: No, I agree and um I think you you say it all the time what the average lifespan of a or average career of an athletic director is 3 to 4 years. Is that what it is? Or yeah, two 3 to, three three to three years? 5. 3 to 5, <laughs> three yeah. five years. So I'm, I'm I'm I think I'm there now. I think I'm at 5. So I'm like, I'm almost there <laughs> over, over the hump. You know, it's just gonna be e- it's gonna be easy now, right?
0: I like through. your mind. Good luck in that mind frame. I like that.
1: Yeah. I like that. You <laughs> just know, gotta push through. Well, well my
2: buddy, uh well you guys both know him, Philip Lansdale, he always says it's his prison term. Three to five years is how much time he's got left. He calls it his prison term. So that <laughs> may be what we deal with at athletic administration. We got three to five. <laughs> we get three, <laughs> you get through five, you may get parole and you may be able to get out. But right. I mean it it is challenging and I know this year you've had some challenges as well. Is there any other stories you want to share with us?
1: Yeah. Um so this one this one is interesting and uh, this one's been a lot more recent. So um our our middle school basketball program, I don't know what it is, with basketball. I don't it's something about basketball, but um our middle school basketball program is competing uh playing at a game at, at, an, at a local school and our you know our school district is inner city oklahoma city um we're a i guess a public charter school and so we're a school district where people in in inner city oklahoma city can apply to be a part of our school and and come to our school but we still compete at the middle school level with other oklahoma city public schools and so we go there we go to this school and um I'm getting this secondhand. So I I wasn't there, but I had principals and uh, my middle school AD was there. And so what happened is, so we're playing a basketball game and it's heated. And um, the officials were not controlling the game very well. Um, They were letting it be very flagrant. Um, You know, things were a lot of pushing and shoving and they weren't doing a good job. and, And the parents were getting very rowdy um getting loud and a couple one of our players and one of their players you know is jawing back and forth and, and, and the officials break them up and they continue playing. Well all of a sudden one of the loud parents decides she's gonna walk onto the floor during the game and start chewing her son out. I mean just like she walks like I mean it's I'm like what what so she gets on there, and she's like chewing them out, like telling them, like stop acting like that, change your behavior, blah, blah blah. So she gets escorted off, which I don't understand why she was even allowed to still be in the in the gym after this. But um, they're like, you need to go sit down. So she goes and sits down. Well, it continues. It continues. One of our players, who I would say is a, a drama queen, a, a diva, um, <laughs> he, he he's running by her and in this gym the, the bleachers are dang near like on the court. i mean it's like oh no so, there oh, no. so he runs <laughs> past her and, and he trips and he falls well they lose it because they start saying she tripped me she tripped me oh my goodness this leads to an absolute like based on a brawl but They lost control of the game. After that, you know, people start getting into it. Um, You know, the parents start getting onto the court. The police have to get involved and start separating everybody. They eventually call the game. Our our principal that's there, he's like, y'all, go to the bus. Like, basically told our teams, go to the bus, get on the bus, we're leaving, we're getting out of here. So they leave. Um, We go, and, and, you know, I get the phone call, I hear about it. And so we, we address it the next morning and we, you know, our principal gets up in front of the teams and says like, Hey, you guys, you know, you did a great job when things happened, you know, you know, you didn't get involved. Like you left, we, you know, we did everything we're supposed to You didn't start fighting. It, It was a great deal. So they, they leave. Well, we go and we watch the video and, um, the the mom never trips the kid. She she never trip, and so I'm like, so what happened? And basically, you know, the jawing and the fighting and the arguing just like exploded, and, and it and it basically you know the kids blew it up and and basically I got duped, right? So we're up there and we're sitting there and like, you guys did a great job, blah blah blah. blah. But it turns out like our kids just weren't acting right. And they fed off of the bad behavior of the parents and bad behavior and, and the refs not controlling the game and the administrator's not helping. And so just long story short, it it really, I don't know. It's really taught me and my, and my ADs that like, you know, you have to obviously go and do your own investigation, but it's, it's just really, it's, it was an interesting situation because like, you know, this mom, of the kid that was, tripped. she's like, I want to press charges. Like, I want to go after this mom, like all these things. But like she, her son was never tripped. The video shows that it was never tripped, but because what she saw from the stands, it looked like she was tripped. And so that, you know, that's bled into this big ordeal. And we finally got things under control, but it now, was, was, are you kidding the, me?
0: The kid that fell was from the other team, Correct.
1: No, it was our well, our players. One of our players. So,
0: so, <laughs> all right. So I just want to make sure I understand that. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. It, okay. It, a lot <laughs> okay. So the mom is chewing her own son out, right? And it, she's really she's only talking to her own kid. So the fact that now this mom is being accused of like going after someone else's kid does, doesn't even make sense, right? Because that's not even what mom was doing. Mom was mad at her own child at that point. But now, someone's accusing of mom on same team, tripping kid on same team, like, and was trying to get her kid to act right. Like, it doesn't even really make up, like, make sense to me. Um, But to, so first, that's all very crazy. But then on top of that, you know, what you just said about your own investigation is something I also learned very, very early on. Because coaches will come in and say one thing, another coach will come in and say the other, or a kid will come in and say one thing, or a parent, and you just don't know. So you just always have to listen and say, thank you, I will look into this, and then you have to find out what's actually happening. And it's very rarely 100% told correctly to you by one person the first time. It's, that is like a very important thing that I learned very, very early on. So that's a massive takeaway. I think you were touching on a huge takeaway right there.
2: Well, and you can't just jump on that because somebody says it. Um, yeah. Just think if you reacted in a way and said, oh, okay, so this is what really happened. And it wasn't any any anywhere close to what happened. I mean, there's parts of it that, that happened, but it wasn't what was relayed to you. Uh, and so I used to be told that there's two sides to every coin. And so you've got to look at both sides of that. And so um, I tell my coaches, I will defend you if you are defendable. You know, but if you're not, it's hard for me to defend you. I can't defend you if you're not doing your job, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But clearly this is a situation that it started out bad and it got progressively worse. Um, and all for something that probably, I mean, had the officials control things then maybe this doesn't escalate to this point, but it escalated. This should not have been a reason why games did not get played. Mm. It escalated to a point that (laughs) it should have never gotten to that point to begin with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, there were so many takeaways from this. Like, like you said, the officials didn't have control. The administrators on site should have had control of the parents or at least, I mean, if there's parents, losing their minds like you've got that's a part of our job you can't impact the play of like they shouldn't be there Like I mean and you know the the SROs were there the SROs didn't do anything uh I mean it was there were so many issues with this and um you know I use it also a good teaching moment for my young coach coaching the basketball team it's like if you see players like that that aren't they don't have control or they're getting into this the crowd and the crowd i mean they're junior high kids i mean they're children they don't they, they're they not always going to make the right decisions especially at that age and like this was a very teachable moment for that coach you know to say "Look, like, you got to have better control of your team um, because this you know has spun off into something that d- didn't need to happen it never would have happened if those kids were removed from the field of play and and, you know taking care of and address the you know those problems
2: what was the conversation like with the principal that was there
1: well they you know again they were like well nothing happened and you know we did the best we can we handled it and 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 i just you know i i disagreed with you know i disagreed with it because it's like obviously that wasn't handled correctly um and so like you know, it makes it's it's tough because, like you know, like, you want to compete with these teams, but there's certain situations like that. It's so like, well, maybe we don't need to go back there anymore. If that, you know, that's kind of the how things are going to be handled. But it was uh it was frustrating. You know, and you know now that. You know, I was, you know, I was a site administrator and, you know, I tried to be at every game. And now that, you know, I'm at more of a district, I'm not there. And so it it was tough to not be able to be there and help control that situation. But I'm glad my principal was there and was able to, you know, remove our kids. And but it was, it was frustrating.
0: Well, what a mess. Like, I mean, now you have, you know, they didn't control the situation, but you now have to do the cleanup, right? Like right. you're, you have two moms or families who are, now angry at each other on the same team. One wants to press charges for something somebody didn't do. Like that's a that 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 got really messy really quickly.
2: Don't blow past that. Press charges for something somebody
1: didn't do. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah. And that and that's the frustrating part is like you're like no, the video shows it never happened. But then they're like, no, it did happen. We saw it with our eyes. It's like no, that did not. The video shows it did not happen. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Was the kid also saying that too? Was the kid like she tripped me? Definitely. Oh my!
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's very much uh, this. This he need. He needs some more. He needs some guidance. This I uh, just. This kid needs <sighs> guidance, and 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 he I very much a drama queen. But um, it just made the situation worse for sure.
0: Did, did the rest of the season go okay for you? Because that has to be like some serious hostility in the stands now.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it was three weeks ago when it happened um, oh, and, and no. we haven't we haven't played since then because of the ice and so um it yeah it's it's been a so crazy you don't
0: you don't know yet we the answer to that question we have to follow up with right. you Right, right,
2: right.
1: <laughs> so the ice yeah. was like a
2: foreshadow right exactly <laughs> so
0: much foreshadowing yeah I mean, there's so
2: much there's so much here um <laughs> And, I mean, I know Will texted me one day and just said, hey, I've got enough. I got enough that just the start of the semester that I could tell stories for a while yep. on. Yep. Um,
0: Will needed the ice.
1: Right. <laughs> right. 100% <laughs> needed the ice.
0: Everyone needs to cool down in Oklahoma right now. <laughs> and cool down. And it
1: is, <laughs> like Dustin says, I need to be a DAD and not DAD for a few days. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy i wish you the best of luck on that on having those two moms inside up in those bleachers because that is uh that's this is like our last episode there there were bleacher issues i mean that might be the new focal point right now it's gotta keep an eye on those bleachers
1: well and I, I just think you have to be willing you know as an ad to make those hard decisions like if you see an issue happening you gotta you gotta handle it or you gotta remove them from the situation like we don't it's frustrating when kids don't get to compete because of their parents or, or right. because of somebody else's parents and you know, and that's and if it's a situation where your your police officers need to get involved, then, then they do that's why they're there. They're there for the safety of the fans and the kids and
0: You, you know, know, and we're we're also talking about like the moms and the, the administrators and the SROs, but like those kids too, I'm sure that there is now some bullying or drama going on between those groups of friends and those two kids. Like they kind of have to deal with all of this extra stuff put on them by their parents.
1: Well, yeah, well, you there, think were, about, there was a lot. There was some, um, some kids definitely had to, they said had counseling after that because there was some trauma for some of the kids because it was so chaotic. They didn't know what to do um, when, when everything went down and when, you know, the, the fights were happening and they, they, you know, our counselors were definitely at at the middle school for a few days after that, just, you know, providing assistance. And because some of the kids were like, I don't, they were, they didn't know what to do. They, they saw what was happening and they didn't know where to go that, you know, we were at somebody else's gym. And so we're like, well, we don't know, you know, we don't know this place. And so.
0: Yeah. That's scary for them.
2: When you think about, I mean, I think about something you said will about how, You know, we got to make hard decisions and sometimes we got to step in there and, you know, shut that down if we have to shut it down. And I remember back when we returned to play from COVID and there was an AD out in Utah that there's a football game going on. He got on the mic and said, if you're not going to wear your mask and social distance, we're not playing this game. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't a popular thing at the moment because people, wherever they stood on the issue, didn't really matter. Yeah, that was the rule we had to play by. And that's what he did. He just said, we're not going to play. Um And he had to put himself out there. And we have to do that in our role. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to do what's uncomfortable. Sometimes we have to do and make those hard decisions that aren't, aren't fun. Um, and certainly they don't pay us by the decision or we'd be millionaires. Um it's but- Nice. <laughs> but the The fact of the matter is sometimes you got to make those hard decisions. You got to step in. And if you see it getting out of control, that may be a simple conversation with the revs. Hey, you, you need to rein this in. Um, yep. You need to calm this thing down. So we don't yep. escalate to a situation of that nature.
0: And basketball is definitely one of the sports that was always on my radar for for that potential, right? Because you're in a, it's a fast-paced game. You're in a, inside. You're in a much closer environment. Like you you mentioned, well, like the the bleachers are like on the court. You yeah. know, soccer and football. There's distance between you know your your fans and the game, and. You know, any sport that's inside of the gym, volleyball, basketball, there's not. And basketball draws a crowd, and it's a fast-paced game, and you can hear everyone saying everything. The bench can hear it, the officials can hear it, coaches can hear it, parents can hear it. So it's a very intense environment already. And it's one that, you know, 80s need to be on the lookout because there, you need to manage those basketball games a little bit differently than, I would say, other sports, for sure.
2: One thing about it. We always talk about when we get to spring break, kids are just ready to be outside. They're just ready to do mm-hmm. something because they're cooped up and basketball is inside and it's generally not great weather outside. It's usually mm-hmm. cold and some people have a lot of pent up frustration. They just think that I paid my five dollars. I can say whatever I want to say. I get the authority to say to whoever, whatever I want to say. And we don't get that luxury. Uh, sometimes you got to calm that down, but you got to be on high alert for Basketball games won, but intense basketball games on top of that. Whether mm-hmm. it's middle school or it's high school, you've got to be cognizant of what environment you're walking into or what environment's going to be created because of the situation. And then when it happens, you got to be able to step up and say, We ain't doing that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So I just, we- I just know just in two stories, Will, it's involved fighting. Right, like, do you have any stories that aren't fighting or that aren't associated with you fighting?
1: Well, um, I got one more for you. Um, it, it's I had just started coaching baseball, and like I said, we're we're in a rougher part of town, um, and our baseball field is right off of main street in Oklahoma City. And I I had gone back to the ballpark because I had forgotten something there, and I had my family with me. Um, and so we're driving up to the field and I look and I see something in the first base dugout and I'm like, what in the world is this? And so I, I walk over there and a homeless person has gone and made themselves a tent or a home in our first base dugout. And I'm like, Oh, great. Um, <laughs> here we go. Like, you know, is that I, your I, home I'm
2: dugout or is that the visitor dugout?
1: That's the home dugout. Yeah. Okay and so I'm like what like what in the world is this and so I show up and I'm like well, you know I'm just keeping my distance right and so I'm like hey you know like you gotta go like you can't be in here and you know how it is and and all of a sudden this homeless person runs out of the dugout and he's like ah and he's like oh. yelling at me and he and he's got something in his hand and I'm like Oh my goodness. And so I turn around and I, I'm going to go get in the car. And and so I go Did you I run. I, no, I I was still like far enough away. I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel like super threatened, but he, he yeah. was turning the best he could. And so I go get in the car and I call our SRO and I'm like, Hey, I, I need some assistance over here if you can. And luckily he, he shows up and the home, it, 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 I, it was some sort of like shank looking thing. And so um, luckily i didn't get too close um because when the the sro told me he was like i'm glad you weren't that close because he had something that was that was not good in there and so eventually the guy ended up heading up and, and leaving and moving on and this luckily led to me being able to con- you know we eventually convinced the superintendent like hey we got to do a better job of closing in this baseball field because homeless people are just showing up in our first you know and doing whatever and we'd had some other issues with people breaking into the sheds and doing things like that. But that was one of my first experiences when I had just started coaching baseball. And I was like, man, where, what am I doing right now? Like, where am I coaching at? But (laughs) I don't even know what it like that, what a takeaway would be for that other than you got to, as an athletic director now, like as in the position I'm in now, like making sure facilities are properly closed in and taken care of, or, you know, is where I'm at with that. But that, that story stands out, you know, that was, that was intense. You know, this song, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what this guy was going to do. And and so. Well, you know, on the one
2: hand, I'm going to give him credit because he went to the home dugout. He didn't have a home. Right. So he went to the home dugout um, oh, and made a, a home in. in the home dugout. <laughs> um, mm. But I mean, I, I can imagine, um, <laughs> That situation, you come running out of there. I, there may have been some extra fertilizer going down on the field. Um 100%. Might, <laughs> 100%. I mean, I have, <laughs> I'm not sure. My reaction, what that would have been, but.
0: <laughs> well, if, I, you, if you, this is the first time we've had the term shank on an episode as well. I don't want to like slim over the fact that this dude had a, a shank, and not only did he have one, he was like running at you with it, and. Screaming, which makes it more terrifying for some reason, right? Oh, like than just regular running with a shank.
1: <laughs> was but it dark? Was I, yeah, no, I'm nope. <laughs> was it dark at the time? No, it was during the day. Oh, so that's I it could even least, worse.
0: I think I, I, don't,
3: know. I, like him, right? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's
1: right.
0: I don't know. I don't. I mean, so did 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 the, did the SRO remove? The, this weapon or shank or whatever it was from him before he like let him go
1: yeah yeah they um it it was he actually you know when he showed up the guy calmed down and was like okay i'm sorry i was trying to find somewhere to stay and he you know saw the police officer and was a lot more willing to behave and leave and <laughs> things like that and so still you know, that's little, not
0: acceptable
2: <laughs> you little piddly baseball coach i ain't worried about you right when the cops right. get involved <laughs> Yeah. But how
0: yeah. did he think that that wasn't going to happen? I mean, this is a baseball field. Whether you even know if you're in the home or way down. Like, this is a facility that is used and well maintained and you thought this was a good idea? Like that it, that mindset right there would tell me like maybe he's not in his right mind and now he's running and screaming at me with a weapon. Like this is not a good situation for you at all.
1: No. Were you. No. And, and and what makes me, you know, I was thinking about I was like if I hadn't gone back to get something like no telling what would have happened if like kids showed up the next day, you know, cause it was on the weekend when I went up there and, and I, you know, the kids show up on Monday for practice and there's a homeless person in there or a coach, you know, one of my other coaches shows up. I'm like, I'm glad I, it was like a good deal that I'm glad that I showed up and we got it taken care of over the weekend. Cause no telling what would have happened if he, you know, he could have tore the field up. It, it would have been, been a bad deal. So. so
2: let me ask this question simply because of previous guests that we've had on this show that we've mentioned earlier.
1: Was he clothed, or was this person clothed? <laughs> he was definitely clothed. Okay.
0: Oh man, but, I just What a world of fears in William. See what I did there? Gee, I
3: like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is that is. I like. I really. I really. Like I know that you said like oh I don't know about a takeaway but like there is though because because there's so many situations that can possibly happen that you are the number one person to deal with. I mean, this happened at in at, at a dugout. The last story we had in a dugout was a principal beating himself up. I mean, there are things that are happening that you never can plan for, and I just think that you have to be able to like think on your feet and and react, and whether that reaction is to call for help or to run, which is some. I think maybe that's what we need to say. Sometimes the correct reaction is to run.
2: Well, <laughs> let's be clear here. Before we give Will too much credit, he said he was at a distance and yelled, hey, you can't be in here. I mean, it wasn't like he went into the dugout. He was a safe distance away. That's I right.
0: probably would have walked up to him before I said anything. So I, this is a valuable story for me. I would change my behavior in the future. Like, I probably would have walked right up and been like, hey, what's going on?
2: So and then I would here's have been my in question, trouble. Will. Should we put William Fears dot, dot, dot? And then you can <laughs> fill in the blank of whatever that may be. So maybe it's homeless people in the dugout. Maybe right. it's parents at a game. Maybe it is a late night phone, phone call calls. from a lay coach. I mean, there's <laughs> several ways we could roll with this.
0: Definitely. <sighs> you area. have had a you've had had quite. I'm glad you have ice in your life right now. You you need your ice at the moment. <laughs> right. right. Man, but maybe
2: maybe you need different people speaking wisdom to you.
0: <laughs> the next, the next, the, yeah, that's that could be true. The next time the next time you see you know will's going out to the field to check and make sure everything's good to go he's going to be like slowly looking around the corner and the right. to out, make sure Now, out
1: okay. l- luckily the facility has been a lot more secured in now uh, yeah the, f- the fencing was less than adequate and that that led to a lot of problems and so now we actually have a everything <laughs> blocked in so you got to have access you have a key to get in there and
2: Made it, made it a lot better
1: lot lot safer i will just put it that way is it party for eap that if
2: you walk up on a dugout just make sure you're like at the third base you're at third base when you're yelling at the people across the way right i'm not trying to make light of him having a shank that 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 is frightening to me and that is unfortunately the world we live in but you were smart enough to keep your distance and not be close Right and I am calling s r o and being able to i mean if it's a weekend s r o was able to get up there kudos to the s r o for yep. being able to 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 get there when he needed to be there right
0: i uh I once had a uh really smart homeless guy that was using uh the press box and he was getting in through like the roof trap right, and like that didn't the lock did not work very well on it, so I've never actually saw this guy, but we knew it was happening, but he would leave during the day and just be there like at night. And then he would like not clean up after himself. So we knew about it. So that went to the same thing. We had to lock it up that all of a sudden the district had priority to go ahead and lock this space, fix this lock that we've been telling him needed to be fixed. So, um, it was not as scary as your situation, but I actually would like there was for a bit, didn't really want to open the door and see what was behind the door when I was up there by myself. Right. Like I knew somebody was in there and was like, is this okay? So, so it's a nerve wracking thing for sure. But yeah, locking up your facility is really important.
2: So, is trap the right word? Yeah. Clearly, yeah. it didn't uh, work. It didn't trap them. D- it didn't.
0: Probably not. Door. Okay. I don't know. What's the little hinge that you know what I'm <laughs> talking about? No.
2: <laughs> it, it's a faulty <laughs> trap if that's the case.
0: Well, that, yeah, I don't know. It's like a trap door. I know that's probably not the right term. You guys don't know what I'm talking about? I know what a
2: trap door is, yes.
0: Okay, thank you, William. Dustin, I'm done with you. Thank okay. you for knowing what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to figure out a trap door goes down and... But whatever.
0: What what word would you call it?
3: We're talking about the access to the roof? Yeah. yeah the, the roof access door? The roof access. I mean, that's... <laughs>
0: You're not doing any better than
2: me, it's not <laughs> a trap. I can tell you that. No,
0: no, I just, I, okay, okay,
2: regardless well, hey brother, I'm glad you jumped on here. I apologize you've had to go through this mess of stuff in mm-hmm. a short amount of time, but mm-hmm. I'm appreciative of you continuing on, and like a soldier, just keep on carrying mm-hmm. the banner of athletic administration and knowing that made of nothing else, this world, this life we live you never know what's thrown at you a trap door that doesn't trap um, <laughs> a leg coach that gets jumped or whatever it may be. I mean, you've dealt mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff and man, I appreciate you jumping on here and taking the time to be with us today.
1: Yeah. I, I, thanks for again, for having me. And you know, like you and I've talked that the, the best part about our job is it's, it's never the same. No one day is the same as the next. And that I love that about being an athletic administrator and, you know, there's obviously days that make you question why you're doing this. And, but, you know, there's days that, you know, it makes you happy to see the kids out there and competing and doing what they love and knowing that you had a little part in making that happen and, and it's what it's worth it. But um thank you again that y'all let me get on here and, and be able to be a part of this you know, awesome podcast.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yes. I echo everything Dustin said and thank you. And, and if you, um, also thank you to take a spigot who is our sponsor. But if you need any sort of advice going forward, because clearly it's a little questionable right now, you have my number. Don't be afraid to reach out and, you know,
2: get another point of view.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs>
2: yeah, if you need a trap door, <laughs> clearly Danielle's your expert on trap doors. That's right. All right.
0: It was the wrong word. I acknowledge. Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much. And we will be back next week with another episode.